Peg got poison oak. Where? In the woods. That can be painful. Gee, that's wonderful, sir. Thank you. Who is that? The purple ones are for pain. That's P for pain, P for purple. The white ones are for sleep. W for white, W for sleep. You're a vicious fiend. Worse than you? By far. <laughs> Nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 6, The Winchester Tapes. It's the 128th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel. It originally aired on October 18, 1977, and the production code is Y107. Dear Mother and Dad, I've only been here a short while, but it seems forever. MASH 4077 is truly a nightmare. It is either too cold... Or it is unbearably hot. I needn't tell you again. I won't be happy until I am out of here. I have even contemplated shooting myself in the foot. But you know how much I enjoy the annual Debs Cotillion? Mail! And I have the plot summary as well. Klingler delivers mail. The stock market is in decline and BJ's Peggy gets poison oak. Nurse Nancy Gilmore, recently disengaged, no longer about to marry a Navy dentist, asks Hawkeye to meet her in Seoul. Winchester complains about the 4077 in Korea via tape recorder. BJ and Hawkeye pull a big prank with diminishing returns. This is incredible! What, what? I'm going to heaven! That is incredible. Beach, you remember Nurse Gilmore? Yeah, she was engaged to the Navy dentist. Well, she just became disengaged. All of a sudden, the red light is turned green... And she's inviting me to spend the weekend with her in Seoul. Sounds like she's making a three-day pass at you. I can't believe it. To think that someone with such grace, wit, sensibility, intelligence, and charm would be sending for little old me. Who'd have thought it? Certainly not I. This woman has the patent on wonderful. Smell that. Is she wonderful? Yeah, wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. Pity you have to decline the invitation, Pierce. You are officer of the day all weekend. Beach, take out these for me, will you? I can't. I'm in O.R. <laughs> Charles, come on, as a friend. Not even as an enemy. Charles! Sorry, OD, OD is a duty. I've already done mine. Weekend's your turn. Look, I'll take all your duty for the next three days if you'll just work this weekend. I hate working weekends. What difference does it make? Every day's a holiday in Korea. It's just the thought. I'll let you use my aftershave. Kerosene makes me break out. Money? You can't buy me. How much? How much did you lose on the Fraser Continental thing? $4,000. Deal. Come on, how much have you really got? $12.80. Ha! <laughs> Booting your money. He'll owe you the rest. Sorry. Charles, you don't understand. This woman, this... She, roses have fist fights to see who could smell like her. Her wit is so sharp you could shave with it. When they heard the sound of her laughter, six nightingales got out of the business. She, this, she's got... She, all right, all right, all right. I'm giving in merely because I can use a three-day vacation from you. 
Now, please don't get the idea that I'm doing it because I am generous or worse, amiable. Trust me, no one will ever think of you as anything but completely rotten. Thank you. <laughs> and guest stars on this episode, Thomas Carter plays Patient McLeod. Thomas is most well known for being a prolific TV director and producer. Nice. And then we have Kimiko Hiroshika, who played the Korean woman. 11 credits to Kimiko's, including Honky Tonk Freeway, Trapper John MD, and Blade Runner. And, of course, Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Always hopeful. I am endearing myself to the CEO, the man responsible for my presence in this cesspool. He is a tough, bandy-legged little Mustang, but guess what? He paints. He's somewhat of a primitive. He's no Churchill, surely. But uh, I have agreed to pose for him. Raise your chin a little, Winchester. Boy, you got a tough ear. It's all lobe. Dad? Fat-eared cuss, eh? May I? Speak, sir. As long as you don't move that ear. Sir, I have been here interminably. Time flies when you've got good duty. Uh, sir, you don't understand. I feel that my talents are such that... I cleaned your brushes, sir. Good man. Couldn't find any turpentine, so I used yesterday's soup. <laughs> Cleanest I've been in years. Gee, that's wonderful, sir. Thank you. Who is that? Guess. I better go polish your horse. As I was saying, sir... I feel I could be more useful in Tokyo or even the States. Not to me, Commissioner. This meatball surgery of yours is causing my skills to deteriorate. They're wasting away. Don't change the color of your face. I'm out of umber. And I'm out of patience. This place is driving me mad. Cool off, Winchester. How can I cool off in this godforsaken pest hole? You're here, so get used to it. You haven't lifted a finger to get me transferred. That's right, and I don't intend to. I certainly think you ought to consider... Not again, Major. I've had enough of your beefing. I need you here, and you'll stay here like the rest of us. Here, your face is finished. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. I gave this 8 out of 10. So I actually enjoyed it. Um, uh, Of course, I loved the practical joke. That was probably my favorite part of this entire thing. With with the suit, with the uniform. All clear. Who's are these? Levine's. Bean Paul Levine. <laughs> the same. I'm glad you're not my enemy. Never assume. Check the door. Clap hands. Here comes Charlie. <laughs> you're a vicious fiend. Worse than you? By far. <laughs> Nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Relax. Will you hear the sound of manners? This is a recording. Oh, of course. Hey. Hmm? You look like fungus. You're going to meet a curly-headed woman with a large mole and a DeSoto sedan. <laughs> Fulcrum School comedy. Raise rhymes and lower the humor. You all right, Charles? Everything okay? Yeah, I <laughs> seem to button my trousers. You forgotten how? No, is it? Well, I have been eating like a horse for the past month. I seem to put about three inches around the middle. Oh. Well, it's, it's time for that. Maybe some exercise. Yes. And now. Now? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's next with him? Starting tomorrow, 
he gets taller. <laughs> yeah. Making it too big. And I, I feel bad for Winchester because I really like Winchester. <laughs> so when they pick on him, it's like, oh, but, but he deserves it sometimes, you know? But it was so me, especially with, like, weight. Because especially with me this past year because I've been losing weight and the whole yeah. weight issue, it really hit me. Like, if I put on a pair of pants and they were super big and then they make him eat so much food in a month. Yeah. And he puts on a pair of pants and they're super tight. I would be <laughs> devastated. <laughs> so, I mean, that really that really got to me. Um, and I think this is the beginning of the Potter paintings. I think it is, yeah. Because I don't remember seeing him do any other paintings prior to this. Uh, and, I love, of course, I love uh, Winchester's expression where he's yelling open mouth. <laughs> And then you see that painting all the time. It's on all the boards. Yeah, it is, yeah. I look with you the know, I mean, it, Yeah, and all the scenes, it's up there. So that's, that's really good. I love... There was a scene where Hawkeye was polishing his shoe and BJ was polishing a rubber, a rubber chicken. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. It's just something so weird and only something BJ would do would be polishing a rubber chicken. Uh, I, of course, enjoyed all the recordings... Uh, even though I don't know, I mean, yeah, I guess the tape recording back in the day would be the way to go. It just seems yeah. so clunky and big and outdated now. Well, so, yeah, I suppose so. We're 1950-whatever, 50, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously he's a wealthy family because yeah. he has to have a recorder and then his family has to have a recorder to play back. Yeah. So, but, uh, it was, you know, that's the first time we get introduced to that because that comes back several times in oh, the yeah. episode or in the series of him, especially the one with the sister, which is probably one of my favorite episodes. Hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed the ending with the uh, with the rubber chicken in the tea. And the last <laughs> line of the episode is get me the, the hell out of here. Yeah, that's the, he delivered that so perfectly. It was it was the perfect way to end that episode. How about you? Uh, yeah, I, I gave this a 7 out of 10. Um, okay, it's getting but, better. Oh, yeah, I mean, I like it because it's Winchester and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Winchester fan. Yeah. Um, and I love his pomposity and exactly like you say, the whole thing about his uniform, you know, that he's, he's suddenly losing weight and, and then the next thing you see, it's like, you know, it's really tight on his stomach and it, it's yeah, just yeah. not fitting. And, and it's, but it's a brilliant trick as well. And we know that BJ is the, you know, the king of, practical jokes yeah and you could tell that it's got his name right on it and and again like you say with the with the polishing of the rubber chicken where there's this almost certain surrealism going on there yeah a very kind of like um uh goon show spike milligan monty python style yes. kind of humor yeah, 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 going yeah. on there. and it's not even pointed out is no one questions it no and one that's what no and that's it's just really a funny. thing that they do yeah just in the background there going yeah. there's quite there's quite a lot of those i think i don't know whether that's a mike fowl kind of like uh input into the character of bj but mm-hmm. you do see that every now and again where he's doing something fairly weird in the background and yet it's not pointed <laughs> out it's not a focus of anything because the focus yeah. is actually on uh is, is on um is on charles yeah um i, I like the fact that um oh yeah K- Klinger pretended to faint uh, my nephew felix is being discharged from the service because of fainting spells Really, sir? Mm-hmm. Very strange. Everything seems to go sort of dark gray. Yes, yes. And then he experiences dizziness. Go on. And then he swoons and uh, passes out. Oh! Klinger, come off it. When a person faints, he falls forward. False alarm. <laughs> it was probably the reason why I gave it a slight a point off eight out of ten, and and, then, and that's again because <sighs> yeah. you know I, I get. 
I get a bit bored about the whole kind of Klinger yes. routine. Because I think yeah. Kling, I think Klinger, I think Jamie Farr's acting actually um, really gets hold when when he when he takes over from Gary Berghoff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think his character becomes more rounded then. And, and I think you, you get to get to see more Klinger. You get to see the, see you know the feeling of Klinger, and uh, that, that's not too far off now. That comes in in a couple of series time. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole thing with the tape recorder is really good, and and and. You know uh, the the whole kind of frustration that Charles shows, not only via his tape recordings, but as you say, when he's having his painting, you know, mm-hmm. done. and he must have been ranting for a very long time for the fact that you know Potter's been, <laughs> been able to actually <laughs> paint him mid rant, and of course it's it's it is the um you know the actual paintings that uh, Morgan does as well, which is yeah. just because to show how how much of a good artist he is because they're fabulous paintings, and I hope somewhere somebody's got them because oh I would hope you know, so. Yeah. Whether they'll be in the Smithsonian or, or in a personal collection, I don't know. But I hope they haven't been lost because they are great. But uh, no, it's a, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great episode. I, I really quite quite enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Interesting thing about military units: quite often, one discovers that the actual day to day routine is dependent upon one small enlisted man. Here at four oh seven seven, it's a myopic farm boy, Corporal Radar O'Reilly. Okay, there's a razor in here and some shaving cream and a toothbrush. Oh, by the way, I uh, got you two T-shirts from the officer's supply. Oh, gee, that's really... Shh. If anybody found out, I wouldn't be allowed to see the movie for a month. Oh, shh. Saturday's Bogart. Wait up. If me and the boys wanted to eat mucilage, we would have ordered mucilage. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, remember what Captain Honeycutt said about your pills? The purple ones are for pain. That's P for pain, P for purple. The white ones are for sleep. W for white, W for sleep. W for... No, no, well, you can work that out. Okay, all that's on the bottles. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, your bus leaves in an hour. Get to the departure lounge early. That's the dead tree by the latrine. Yeah, uh, listen, Corporal, my buddy in that bed leaves tomorrow. Can I stay one more day and go with him? We've been together since basic. Oh, sure, I could work that out. Certainly not. You go when you are scheduled, soldier. Thanks for nothing. Don't worry about him. I can fix it. Captain? He's the chief surgeon. What is it, Radar? I'm in a hurry. I got to get my body to Seoul. Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, McLeod wants to wait till tomorrow and go home with his buddy, but Major Winchester says he's got to go today. Winchester, Winchester. Tall chap. Looks like a cat who swallowed a sour mouse. Uh Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. Go tomorrow. What is the work here? Hey, thank you, sir. Say, you carry a lot of weight around here. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, while you're waiting, uh, have you seen our cockroach collection? Uh, no. Takes an hour, but it's well worth the time. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. While recording his message to the family, Charles makes a reference to a family that lived next to their summer home in Haynes Port and their touch football games. Of course, he was referring to the Kennedys, who lived in Haynes and were very enthusiastic touch football players. Uh, of, of course he was referencing them. Of course. <laughs> of course he was, yes. Uh, though another letter to home show, the title makes allusion to the Nixon tapes whose existence came about during the Watergate scandal. Yeah, okay. BJ is seen reading a copy of Yank Magazine, the last issue of Yank Magazine, published in December of 1945. Wow, so that's, that's, an, a, old, that's an old that's magazine. That's an old magazine, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, growing pains for a new character. Charles mentions his nephew Felix, who got discharged, uh, but his only living sibling is his sister Honoria, his younger unmarried sister. Charles is in his mid-thirties, so there is no way that Honoria, who is younger than Charles, could have had a son who grew up, got drafted and then discharged. Could he have had an older sibling who predeceased Charles, who had a son named Felix? Yeah, that happens quite a lot in, in MASH, though, yeah. where there's, like, Hawkeye's got brothers and sisters <laughs> and a mum who all, yeah, all don't exist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that as I say, it's growing pains. You know, yeah. they're just finding the footing of the character. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye says, "A Star Is Born," which is from "A Star Is Born," nineteen thirty-seven. And Charles says that Father Mulcahy is a cockeyed optimist, which is from South Pacific from nineteen fifty-eight. When it's time to get hit with another load of wounded, I should have been in Seoul and Gilmore's arms last night. Sure, keep if room service doesn't run out of ice. More silk, more 3 silk. Come on, hurry, come on. Slow down, hot pants. This will be your last patient, I promise. Anybody need any help? Father, would you run down to the Regency Hotel in Seoul and keep a young lady company until I get there? You I can trust. <laughs> I'm afraid she'll have to settle for the Gideon Bible. Now, you see here, what I've done here is I've done the anastomosis in two layers, uh, chromic for the mucosa and silk for the cirrhosa. This way, see, it won't have to be redone later. Come on, Charles. You're taking twice as long with that guy as necessary. Patch him up and save their lives. Let Tokyo General press the lapels. If it wasn't for you, I could have been out of here an hour ago. I'm merely sharing my expertise with the less learned. Oh, put it in a sack. Clear! Somewhere through a misty haze, I hear my name called. Any more patients out there? Just one. Bring him in. He's here. Up! Up! One more phony faint, and you're on the front lines. Now get this patient into post-op. Sir, you're turning mean. After 12 hours of surgery, what do you expect? Albert Schweitzer? Ow! Ow! Any help, Pierce? Almost finished. Ah! A scar is born. And with that, I bid you a hasty adieu. Bye, all. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH. 4077 podcast. All right, so I think we agree. This uh, definitely had some highlight moments, especially with Charles, because yeah. we're both big Charles fans. Um, but yeah, definitely a good, good episode. Yeah, I liked it. Cool. So I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Finally, a peaceful moment to conclude this tape. The would-be Lothario Pierce is sound asleep, and the 38-hour day is done. Now, Mother and Dad, I will put this as eloquently and succinctly as possible.
Get me the hell out of here! Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Winchester complains about the 4077 and Korea and Korea via oh. <laughs> then we have Kimmy oh my gosh. Kim Eco. Kim Eco. Hiroshi? Hiroshiga? Hir- Hiroshiga? Okay. Yeah. The- but his only living sibling is his sister Hono. Oh, oh, oh. Ta-da. Okay. 